This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 perfect champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakovan. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. <laughs> you already know, man. <laughs> boom, the boom, the boom, boom, room. <laughs> Oh, boy, we're back on the block. Thank you guys for joining us on the block. We always welcome you here every night, Monday through Friday, from 4 to 6. I am here in Florida, but I love being back in the studio. I look forward to the next time we get a chance to sit next to each other. But at this time, uh, we're here, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Scott Frost situation on the second half of this show. We always thank you to our sponsors, the Mercado, Sutter Heyman Jewelers, and we appreciate them for their support of this show on the block with Strickenbach, well, listen, there's been a lot of talk, there's been a lot of speculation, there's been a lot of transport portal movement, there's been a lot of exiting, there's been a lot of arriving, there's been a lot of NIL, uh, uh, you know, drop bags. And if you're a, a, what is it called? What's that What's that game that they play, uh, the little kids, when they, when they drop into the zone? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of Fortnite bags dropping out of the, the sky for Husker football for NIL. And uh, they landed a good one on O'Shawn Mathis. Um, a couple others popped in there that we like. Uh, but we're going to talk about Scott Frost. Scott Frost right now is on the hot seat. And there's, there's, listen, there's no speculation about it. Everybody understands it, everybody knows it. There is a hot seat that is over there at Memorial stadium. And when I think about it, we kind of, we don't know what the metrics are. We don't know what the amount of games, is it a bowl game? We don't, we don't know what those matrices are, but we do know that there is a hot seat. And I have a question for you, Boxster, Jake Bakovin, who likes pepper. That's right. Will eight wins do it? For Scott Frost, if he's able to pop it off or prove, you know, prove that they can get it done, eight wins, will that change your mind about Nebraska football and its direction and where it's going? Well, certainly I think eight wins gets uh, gets him his job back for another year. That's that's kind of out of the question. I, I, I think there's a maybe a disagreement when you like you talked about those metrics haven't been released. Um, so maybe there are some people out there that would say six wins isn't enough. If, if you don't win your bowl game or, you know, whatever it is to each individual fan, um, I, I think that six wins and it is a step in the right direction, but it wouldn't necessarily, um, you know, it could be an ugly six wins. I, I don't know if it necessarily gets it done for him, um, but eight wins certainly does. And that's kind of where um, I like to, to kind of set this here is because eight wins would be, by and large, a successful season and definitely a step in the right direction. And he would be retained and, you know, you'd move on. Uh, but my question beyond that is, would you believe that it's going to go up from there? Do you think that this was just, you know, some sort of uh, something, you know, kind of put together um, this experiment? They're just kind of throwing uh, stuff on the wall and seeing if it sticks. And, and, it, and if it happens to, um, 
you know, does that mean that, you know, three, four years down the line, you believe Scott Frost will still be here? Uh, or do you think that, you know, after after years, it's going to take more than one year of, you know, eight wins. We see that as solid, but, you know, we, we've had uh, two of the last four coaches or whatever it is fired after nine win seasons. So um, it's not magnificent here for Nebraska. Um I think that certainly it it, it would get um, unless things just look great, right? You, you win eight games, you, the four you lose, I suppose, are to um, the top teams, and they're very competitive, like we saw last year. You lose one possession, and you should have won this one, and you should have won that one. There's <laughs> disconcerting signals and joint possession and all that stuff that happened in the mission game um, in a few of them. It, unless this team just looks great, um, it's going to take more than one year, I think, to build up back my faith that this, this thing's going to work out um, and in the long term. In the long term, the goal is Big Ten championships. The goal is being the top 25 year in and year out. And, uh, you know, one step in the right direction after four years of flailing around and, and not playing the most disciplined football and having special teams be an absolute disaster and all that stuff. I don't forget too quickly, so uh, I, I can't say that that it would be enough for me. I know Nate has uh, has some t- uh, has a take before. Maybe you go here, Strick, um, uh, in response to the question. Yeah, I want to hear Nate's perspective because now he's been around here a little bit. He's he's got a little big red fever, and and now we're going to turn him from a hokey into uh, a big red corn husker. Uh, you know the you know the big red. We're gonna put we're gonna put Nate in the big red in in, in big red. The, yeah. You know, Nate, the little, <laughs> the little the, red the, dude, the balloon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that or the big red, uh, the old school Herbie Husker overalls. Yeah, we get him in those before yeah. times up. <laughs> Nate, tell us how you feel, man. Do you think you think one one uh, one eight win season? You know, starting off next year after you know obviously a disappointing year last year, and and now trying to get things turned around. You think eight wins would would make you feel good about it? Well, well, for one, I have gotten. I guess I don't even know the word for it, but I am part of the big red fever now. I've been around here long enough. So I will say I do have some type of allegiance towards Nebraska at this point in time. And the way I look at it, and I mentioned this a little bit on the water cooler too, Strick, is the the nature of the football program and where we currently stand, especially when it comes to the fan base. I mean, this fan base is hungry and they're getting restless. We, we don't really have many options now, right? We've gone now four years without making a bowl game. And I know standards were a little bit different when, when Bo Pelini was here and he was fired for much less. But that's not the state of the program right now. Like, Legitimately, we just want to make a bowl game. So if we're talking six wins, maybe we're having a different discussion. I don't think at any point in time six wins should be a standard for any football program. I don't care who you are on the Power 5 level. Six wins isn't really pushing you forward or pushing you back. It's just no man's land. But eight wins is a step in the right direction. Eight wins in the Big Ten West, historically, you might not be winning the Big Ten West. You might not be in the Big Ten Championship. You'll be competitive You'll be competing with eight wins. Say you go into that Iowa game with eight wins. That game could very well decipher who wins the Big Ten West and goes to the Big Ten Championship game. So, yeah, I think eight wins is probably that number that if Scott Frost can do that with the additions that he made in the offseason. And, look, I understand that there's a lot of reasons that these transfers came here. There's a lot of reason that these coaches came here. I know NIL has a big factor in that, and money talks when it comes to coaches too. But if you had no faith in Scott Frost, 
you would not be coming to Nebraska. It's as simple as that. He, he might not be the selling factor. He might not be the selling point that he once was when he was at UCF. But if you don't have faith in him, you're not coming here. And and I, I'm there, guys. If, if Nebraska is an eight-win football team next year, I'm ready to rock and roll. I think we're, we're headed in the right direction, and there's reason to be optimistic with Scott Frost. Oh, okay, that sounds good, man. Listen, hit us on the Sauter Heyman text line at 402-464-5685. Bach, you know my situation. Take it over. Yeah, it is time. Uh, yeah, give us a call. If we just missed your call, ring us up again. 402-464-5685 is uh, the Honda of Lincoln hotline. Let us know, again, If is it going to be uh, – again, this is more of a long-term question. Not is it – is that enough to, to retain him for another year? Um, it's more is it uh, is it enough for um, you to believe in Frost for the future? Because to me, it's, I've just seen a lot of kind of disorganized uh, football, um, you know, I, and, and, and it's, it's – I. I don't I don't forgive easy I suppose it'll take some time for me to believe that a Big 10 West um win or a you know a representation in the Big 10 championship game or uh you know top 25 finishes are on the way if you just take one step in the right direction in my in my estimation should have had eight wins last year right I mean so if you get it this year you're a little bit still behind the curve because we're trying to build up this program but it is where Nebraska is I, I, I'm not discounting before it happens I would love an eight win season I don't even necessarily predict that it's going to happen I just don't know if it would completely restore my faith in Scott Frost uh, let's head to the Honda of Lincoln hotline uh, I missed the name is it John on the on the Honda Lincoln hotline John how are you doing Hey guys, doing great. I got a question for all of you. If you owned a business and you hired a family member and he lost you money consistently for four years, <laughs> would you hire him for a fifth year? And don't don't skirt around the answer. Just say yes or no. And then what your action would be with that family member. For four years, he's lost you money. Would you hire him back? And on the fifth year, we're all talking that we're okay with eight wins or a bowl game or whatever on the fifth year, you, you kind of come out of the red. He kind of did. All right. Would you continue to hire him? So hey, I, I'm going to hang up and I'll, and I'll listen. Thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no room for gray, just black and white to yeah. the point. Um, <laughs> he said, don't skirt around it. Yeah. Yes or um, no. Yes or no. Strict. <laughs> no, no, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. Um, I would say that um, if I if if I did, and 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 I'm and I would normally say no, but if I did, I would I, there would definitely be some benchmarks put in place. So I, so I, it wouldn't have gotten. I'll just say this: it wouldn't have gotten to four years. It would have you know start benchmarking before the fourth year. I would say in year three there would have been some benchmarks that would have needed to be met. If those wasn't met, then we wouldn't have got to year four. But now that we are at year four, um, I think there should be some benchmarks that if they're not met at that point, there's nothing else we can we can do. So there, there, there's my answer, but I would say no. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, there is, and again, I'll, I'll go ahead and say no as well to, to, to start with that part. I mean, to be fair, there are businesses that operate in the red for a few years before you get going. So sometimes in that world, it can happen. But when you talk about um, college football, you know, whether you want to, to take that, you know, compare it to something else or whatever. We're talking about college football. Uh, this has been disastrous, and there have been guys um, that were hired in Nebraska in the same class as Scott Frost that have moved on. 
Uh, in fact, Arkansas hired a guy the same year that, that Nebraska hired Scott Frost, fired him, hired the next guy, and finished in the top 25 last year. Um, so, you know, there, there's just, it, it, you know, it, it, it's, it's a long time coming. I think if his name was anything but Scott Frost um, or, you know, I suppose Zach Taylor, another former Husker, um, it would it would be difficult to see. Um, them getting another opportunity here. It, and that's what just makes, you know, this whole idea kind of fascinating to me is, you know, what do you do with this contract if he does win eight games? You don't want to get, you know, you just, because this whole situation is basically here because one, and the AD has said this, is that uh, Frost is a brother, to go kind of what, what, that, what that was saying. Um, but the other thing, is that you know the the uh, the buyout was so large? You don't want to get back into that scenario and extend your coach um, unless he does a great job, like like what we saw with Jim Harbaugh. I mean, I mean that's completely turning over, and he and he looks like a new man. So um, I don't think that uh, I, I. That's why I I have a lot of doubt in this in this arena. And Nebraska's basically the large buyout school because you could say the same thing with the basketball program. They restructured both contracts to lower the buyout, so you basically have your lowered buyout year. That's a that's not a great place to be uh, of, of if, for your athletic department. Uh, uh, Nate, we'll go you, let you answer real quickly. Yeah, to be entirely honest with you, I would have handled it the way that Nebraska has. If it's a family member, and I love that that's the comparison that he made because someone like Scott Frost, you do consider him family. He's a, he's a part of the program. He's part of your history. He's a part of your tradition. So I think I would probably keep him for the fifth year. But I would have caveats. It would be you have to meet these specific standards, like Strick said. If you're going to bring him into this fifth year, you have to meet these standards, which by all indications, it looks like Trev Alberts is show up this year, you're done. So I, I probably would have handled it exactly how Trev did. And again, I'm, I'm excited to see him stay for another season. Yeah, we'll see. And we do have some calls here on the Honda of Lincoln hotline. So uh, let's head over there. We have Zach on the Honda of Lincoln hotline. Zach, how are you doing today? Doing good, guys. I hope I'm not repeating what the last caller said. I kind of missed it. But the whole standard, I've noticed this with Husker fans. First year, expected eight. Next year, expected seven. Next year after that, expected six. I don't know what other career where you can just continually lower the standards based off their poor execution. This isn't a talent problem. It has been a coaching problem. And I'm one of Scott's biggest supporters but this year, it's eight minimum. Minimum. And if he can't get up to there, sorry, it's time to move on. Got to stop lowering the standards. This is Nebraska. It's not South Dakota. It's not Wyoming. It's not thanks Iowa. For taking the call. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm going to take a shot at Iowa there at the end. Uh, thanks, Zach. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And I think that that's something um, that if Nebraska wants to, you know, stay in that, that arena of trying to push, like, just because you haven't done it and you have to, you know, kind of bear yourself, you know, dig yourself out of this hole, it can be done. We saw Bo Pelini come in, albeit with a load of talent on the roster that Bill Callahan recruited, um, turn a 5-7 and seven team to a 9-4 and four team and then not go below that nine-year benchmark the next seven seasons that he was here. I don't like this creeping up every year going, you know, well, this year six wins and then we go to seven. Like he was saying, um, you need to hold the standard pretty high for Nebraska football. You need to, if nobody else, because as as you continue to kind of fall down, the the eyes of the nation kind of look down upon you and make fun of you. Well, you if, if nobody else is going to hold you to a high regard, you at least have to. And I hope Nebraska does get back to doing that. Let's go again to another Zach here on the Honda of Lincoln hotline, 402-464-5685. Zach, how are you doing? 
Good. Hey, I guess I got kind of a hypothetical question for you. So what if things go really well next year and he gets 10 wins or 11? Do you have to now give him a contract extension after four years of like, hey, we're not real sure about this because we saw how crazy the coaching carousel was this last year. There's going to be a program that will look at that and go, oh, well, he turned it around. He got rid of his quarterback, got a new guy, turned his staff, got 10 wins. Let's bring that guy in. And, like, as a Nebraska fan or AD, like, I'd be thrilled for 10 wins, but I don't know if I want to sign up for another five years after just one good year and four pretty bad years. But that could be a real possibility. Uh, Henry, to hear your guys' opinion. Yeah, thanks for the call, Zach. I think that's interesting. Strick, I'll let you lead with that one. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely don't extend. And the reason being is on, on the business decision, you have the uh, AD and Trev Alberts who did not sign this this particular coach to be there. He's coming in, he's inheriting, so he's trying to make the best out of that situation. You have a huge uh, payout, buyout situation that you're just trying to minimize. Um, right now, Scott Frost is also betting on himself. He took a little pay cut. Um, so you have that situation. You just try to minimize that that money to get to a position. Now, in, in, in if you see year one, year two, or there's some consistency or some continued uh, growth in, in the program, you win eight, then you know the next year you win ten. Now we can maybe look maybe look at an extension. Uh, but that's that's where it would go from there for me. Yeah, it definitely would not be after a eight win turnaround. No way. Nate, it's that's a really good question. I was telling you, Buck, when he was asking that. I mean, that's a great question because we look at the coaching carousel. It's chaos. He's right. If Scott Frost somehow did win 11 games this upcoming season, he will have offers on the table. The only thing, I wouldn't give him a contract extension just because I think it might strap you for the future if something were to happen, if he would go back down to the four or five win mark. But I think what you tell him is you have some type of hope that if you say we had faith in you, we made you take this this lower salary, which they basically tied his hand. They they made him do that. But if you say we held on to you, we had faith in you. You're the court. You're the coach of our future. You went here. This is your alma mater. We want you to stay. You just have to have faith in that because you you, you can't like you legitimately are in a position you cannot give him a contract extension. But there will be teams calling. There will one hundred percent be teams calling. I think you. I think you actually would have to give him a contract extension Oof. right now. It, it, this upcoming year, he is either tied for or the worst paid on an annual basis coach in the Big Ten. If you win eleven games. Uh, and then yeah. you, the program looks like it's headed in the right direction. You absolutely have to extend him. Now, what you do, you don't do, and maybe he would understand after one year, and hopefully he would going into that, is make that buyout pretty significant again. Keep the okay. buyout number the same. I like the that. annual yeah. per yeah. year number would go up. Um, and you know, I, and then I mean, I'm not gonna lie. If you get ten or eleven wins, that's beyond my expectations. That is. Uh, um, that's my beyond my expectations but, of what the ceiling is. So I mean, that's gonna have to. That would look like a well-run team. Things are heading into the future. The staff's clicking on all cylinders. Um, that would completely change the conversation. But I still, after one year, wouldn't raise that buyout number. It would at all. be scary to do that though, Bob, because you got to imagine if they're an eleven-win football team, that would mean that Casey Thompson would have to have a near-perfect season, which would mean he would probably move on to the NFL. You'd be losing a lot, yeah. Where, where, where does that put you at the quarterback position? So that that comes with the territory, right? Because if you are winning eleven games, Casey Thompson presumably leaves, and probably so does O'Shawn Mathis. Those are your two biggest home runs in the transfer portal. They're not leaving. 
it's a dangerous game to play. But again, you might not have a choice when it comes down to it if teams are offering it. And a reminder, 11 wins, by the way, would be the most since 2001. So that would be yeah. uh, quite a ride, yeah. and people would be pretty yeah. jovial and maybe understanding of a contract extension. <laughs> so, you know, listen, I wouldn't, you know, I'm a, the biggest, I want to say the biggest Frost doubter, but I just kind of, I feel like I see it for what it is. Um, and, uh, that would change the narrative completely. I mean, yeah. that, that's different than that's why, you know, my, the original question we started with eight wins, because I think that that's something you kind of kind of grasp. And maybe they could get there with this schedule if everything kind of goes right. But 11 is 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 beyond that. But it's a it's a great question, because regardless of what that number is, basically, if he has a successful season, what do you do with this contract? Because he is going to be, um, you know, maybe you, you just wait and see if other teams come call him. Let him know, like, we'll take care of you. You just got to let us know. That's a that's a dangerous uh, mm -hmm. a contract negotiation Ask strategy. Ask Notre Dame how that worked with Brian Kelly. In, but I'm going to be honest with you. If he wins eight games and somebody comes and takes him, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> you know, it's like, all right, five years. You know, I don't necessarily think that that's going to happen. Um, but if you, but um, I, I do think that at some point he's not going to be be wanting to uh, be the worst paid Big Ten coach in a league that's going to sign a billion dollar contract. Well, right now it's warranted. Right. So once it's not warranted, uh, yeah, right, right. We'll take a quick break. We're getting uh, some good response on this. I think uh, Strick has got to got to take a call or take a break here real quick. Um, so uh, we'll have Nate jump in the studio. We'll continue this conversation. Let us know you're hitting us up on the Sardar Hammond text line four two four six four five six eight five. Let's continue with our weird, weird, wacky world of uh, what's what's next with Nebraska football if this happens. I like the hypotheticals. We'll do that next year on the block on ninety three seven. The ticket. <laughs> 